what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. So the first weekend of the season is in the books. We have some overreactions already. You know, everyone wants to, not everyone, but I think some people get excited and try to jump to some conclusions and say, okay, this team is, is so good. This team is not good. This player is going to do X. This other player is going to do Y. That other person is going to do Z. So let's talk about it a little bit. I'd say the biggest takeaway from this weekend was the Rangers sweeping the Phillies. So the Phillies are coming off a World Series appearance, obviously. They won the National League, and they head to Arlington to open the season, and they get swept by the Texas Rangers. The Rangers are coming off a rough season, and winning three straight to start the year against the defending National League champions is a good way to get off to a good start, obviously. And they swept the Phillies. They were on Sunday Night Baseball. On Sunday night, Josh Jung with a home run, RBI, and a run scored. It was a 2-1 victory. Just a pretty much a pitcher's duel between Martin Perez and Bailey Falter. That game, just so everyone knows, was two hours and 24 minutes. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm just gonna say it. I'm not gonna say that every time, but just for now, it's it's interesting how we can get games under two and a half hours now. But a sweep of Philadelphia is a huge statement for the Rangers. Because they have big expectations this year. You know, they had Seager and Semyon last year. They have them back this year. But having DeGrom in their rotation obviously is, is what's bringing a lot of expectations. They're slowly building themselves back into relevance. They hope to be relevant again. It's only three games, so we don't, we, we don't know much yet, but it's a positive sign, a very positive sign for Texas that they're able to do this. The Phillies are going to have to regroup after a tough opening series. You know, in this game yesterday, Trey Turner set the table for them. He was two for four with a double, but, you know, it was just not able to materialize into a whole lot. You know, other guys in the lineup were hitting, but, you know, they just didn't get the big hit when they needed to. They had some um, runners left on base here and there. It happens. It's a 2-1 loss. You know, it's just a one-run game. Texas just was able to squeak out the win, and it happens. But don't just panic yet, Philadelphia. You know you have you have plenty of plenty of season left. You know I did see Bryce Harper being interviewed on the broadcast yesterday. When he gets back, that's going to be a huge boon. But of course, they have to hold things down until he gets back. For the Phillies, it's just going to be that top half of the lineup: Turner, Schwarber, Real Muto, Castellanos. Those are the guys that are going to have to carry the load. For the first few months of the season, they absolutely have to. There, there just really isn't much choice here. That's it's do or die if those guys do not hit. But I think they will. They'll be just fine, and they're off to a good start, at least to start the season. Moving out to Miami, Kodai Senga made his MLB debut for the Mets, and he was just as advertised. He had eight strikeouts and got the win in his big league debut as the Mets defeated the Marlins 5-1. He actually retired 15 of his last 17 batters faced. And yeah, by the time he walked off that mound, we went out in the sixth. That was five and third innings of one run ball. So yeah, that's, that's awesome. The Mets gave him a five-year, $75 million contract. They, they, they can hope he pitches just like this. That's awesome. I mean, he's pitching against the Marlins, which is 
not the toughest team he's going to face all year long, but he did make some hitters look really silly with some of those swings and misses. He, he really did. A lot of Japanese journalists traveled to Miami to chronicle this event. And, you know, a lot of people back home in Japan were watching. So I, I know that's a big deal oftentimes when pitchers from Japan are throwing. It's, it's like a huge event back home for them. You know, a lot of TVs are tuned in to watch them play. So that's good. That's awesome. Good to see. But uh, Mets get what they are looking for out of their new acquisition. The other New York team, the Yankees. So Anthony Volpe is the talk of town right now. So right now he's stealing a lot of bases. He stole third base in the seventh inning of the Yankees' 6-0 win on Sunday. So he became just the fifth player since 1901 to steal a base in each of his first three MLB games. He's the first to do it since Billy Hamilton 10 years ago. Remember remember that? Billy, Billy Hamilton uh, hitting the ground running in 2013. So I was talking about all these uh, overreactions, right? You know, people are talking, well, <laughs> now is it a, a situation where Anthony Volpe is going to lead the league in stolen bases? We don't know. What we do know is that stolen bases are up across the league. There are a lot more steals because of the new rules, because of limiting pickoff attempts, slightly shortening the distance between the bases. You know, that that is allowed for runners to kind of go off to the races. And that's the intention of Major League Baseball. Make it faster paced, increase the tempo. I mean, Volpe knows a lot about stealing bases. This guy has speed and he's a good base stealer. He stole 50 bases in the minors last season while only being thrown out seven times. So he he knows a little bit about larceny. And that's that's exciting to watch. That's exciting to watch. So we'll see. We'll see. But entering Monday series opener against the Phillies, he's two for nine in his first few MLB games. So good for him. Good for him. So moving out to Oakland, Trout and Otani went back to back. They on back to back pitches, they had home runs, eight hundred eighty one feet worth of home runs where they went back-to-back in Oakland. It seems like, especially Trout, loves hitting at the Coliseum. Every time I'm seeing an Angels highlight in Oakland, it's like Mike Trout going yard. And it's like every series he goes yard once or twice in Oakland. So he he destroys the A's. Three for four with a two-run homer, a double, and a walk on Sunday for Mike Trout. I mean, yeah, (laughs) great start to the season. Otani also... Crush a solo homer. He's also been off to a hot start this season, hitting three three thirty three, four for twelve, the three ribbies to start the year. That's what the Angels want to see. That's that's good, good vibes coming out of the Angels when those two guys are going well. But of course, as we know, it takes a lot more than just Otani and Trout. But new series will begin this week. We have. I'll just go through the matchups. Looks like we have a full, yeah, we have a full slate of games on Monday, which is awesome. Full slate. Pirates, Red Sox, Mets, Brewers, Giants, White Sox, Cubs, Reds, Twins versus the Marlins. We have the Rays versus Nationals, Phillies, Yankees, and then the Blue Jays going to Kansas City. Just driving down from, uh, driving out from St. Louis. And then we have the Braves and Cardinals, Orioles and Rangers, 
Tigers and Astros, Guardians, Athletics. Then we have the Diamondbacks and Padres. We have the Angels and Mariners. And then last but not least, we have the Rockies taking on the LA Dodgers. So that's what we have to look forward to to start the week. Full slate of games. So it just continues. But those are our news news and notes coming out of the weekend. That's going to do it for today. If you enjoyed this, please share with someone who would be interested. And we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.